Hey, welcome everybody to our midweek prophecy update. Listen, we're going to have an exciting time today. It's going to be good, encouraging, informative things that we really need to know. But before we get going, I want to just uh, help you out with one thing. If you are somebody who had uh, received a pay-per-view at the Hope for Our Times conference in Huntington Beach a couple of weeks ago, uh, there's a couple of people that had a hard time accessing it. So I'm going to show you how to access it right now. It's super easy. Uh, if you paid for the pay-per-view, then you received an email receipt. Uh, so the receipt actually has the access event right on it. So if you can't find that, all you got to do is go to your emails and you search in the emails, Hope for Our Times Virtual Conference. That'll pull up that email in case you're saying, I don't know where my email is from a few weeks ago. That's it. So you, you pull up that email. It is in your email system. And then you'll see the receipt. With that receipt, all you do, you just scroll down as you can see on the screen right now, and you will come to a place that says, it says full virtual conference. It gives you a access code, an access code. It'll have some numbers there. And then right underneath that, you're gonna see a spot. It says access online event. All you have to do folks, is click on the access online event. That's it. So you pull up the email that had the receipt, scroll to the bottom of that email, and you'll see access online event. That is an actual button to click on. You click on it and bada boom, bada bing, it opens up to the conference. It's really that simple. We wanted to give you just one step. I think we made it so simple for some folks that they thought they're going to have to go through some other things to access it, but it is that simple. Again, the conference receipt that you paid for it, scroll to the bottom. You will see access online event just as I displayed there for you on the screen. And if you attended the event, then you received an email. As I said, you would, you received an email also to access the online event. Really, really super simple. However, if you attended the event and somebody else registered for you, guess what? Their email received the access online event. So if they paid for you, they registered you, you gotta go talk to them. That's between you and them. One last thing, if you have a droid, that's your problem. No, seriously, if you have a droid, email me at Hope For Our Times contact and we'll send you the link for a droid person because droids are a little bit different. And uh, so there, everybody's covered. And uh, are you ready? We're going to have a great time. We're going to have an exciting time. We're going to have an informative time. And uh, we're going to have a time that's going to help us to understand the days that we live in. Because, folks, I'm telling you right now, the days that we live in are alarmingly like the days of Nazi Germany. As Hitler began to rise, we see the Third Reich. I have my guest on today. We're going to be talking about this, six signs that reveal we are back in the 1930s. Did you get that? Six signs that reveal we are back in the 1930s, folks. You're gonna to wanna to listen to all of this. And please welcome my guest, Olivier Melnick. Olivier, welcome. Thank you, I know you wrote this article. Thank you very much, but we're gonna be talking about these six signs of the 1930s that are today. Thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, uh, Tom. And uh, yes, we, uh, you know, this is something that I've been monitoring for about 20 years now, and uh, uh, I'm convinced that we are, uh, we are, uh, like I wrote the, I published the article yesterday, 
Uh, and I'm going to have, I'm also going to have a, a video of it on my YouTube channel. If people want to see it, they can go to Olivia Melnick today through Jewish eyes and they can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and get all my, uh, all my uh, teaching on and this being uh, a new one. Um, but, uh, you know, 20 years ago when I was doing the research for my first book on anti-Semitism, 21 years ago, people thought that was, they, they, they even called me a conspiracy theorist. They said like, well, Olivier, what are you talking about? What it's gonna get worse for the Jews, it's gonna get really bad. Back then I was saying, you know, seeing what was happening in America and in Europe, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening in Europe at the same time. And I thought, okay, this is not good. This is, you know, we're, we're, mm -hmm. there's a pattern here and we're gonna to get to a place where it's gonna become very dangerous for Jewish people, wherever they are except maybe for Israel. Um, and, uh, and here we are. And then so, you know, it's a conspiracy theory, uh, unless it's true. If it's true, it's not a conspiracy yeah. theory. If it's true, it is true. And that's become, it has become a, a, a reality. And so I've, 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 I've looked at six signs that actually at your church and at different conferences that you and I spoke uh, together, uh, I probably covered most of them individually in different messages or different settings. But when you put them all together, it really starts being like some kind of a carbon copy of all the things that took place uh, during Nazi Germany and why people should wake up. Yeah, um, I, I think of this and what you just said, you know, you started teaching on this you know, 20 years ago when you were talking about this, you could see it and people are wondering, ah, it's not really like that. Well, now we can really see it. And it is also, there's also anti-Semitism in Israel too, believe it or not, with some of our viewers, it actually does happen there also. Uh, but Olivia, I couldn't help but think, I've gone through the same thing with Bible prophecy. I've been teaching Bible prophecy for almost 30 years now. And I, you know, uh, up until a few years ago, I was like, I see all these things happening and a lot of people just don't see what I see, but we can really see everything develop. Well, here, here's you with anti-Semitism. Here's me with Bible prophecy. We look now, we go, wow, thank you, Lord. Now I know why you were having me sound the alarm years ago uh, for both of us. Because yeah. we saw these things develop, and now they are really, both of them, are really now, escalating. Don't, and don't, don't you wish you had the events happening today in the last year or so, 20 years ago, to vindicate what you were teaching? And people are not calling <laughs> well, you crazy. I look at it this way. Praise God, we'll be vindicated when we get to heaven. Because there's even more people, although they're presented with the facts now. Right. And, and you can see, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to not see it unless you choose to. I think that's right, why absolutely. the Bible warns over and over, don't be ignorant of these things. There's a willful ignorance, as Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 3, a willful ignorance. It's happening. People see it, and it's like you have to choose to say it doesn't exist. Let's get into this, because um, I look at this. Six signs reveal that we are back in the 1930s. I wholeheartedly agree. Excellent article. By the way, it's now posted on HopeForOurTimes.com, too. Thank you, Olivier. Oh, you're um, welcome. Uh, you're, you're ready welcome. to start? Thank you, for post Thank you for posting it on your site as well. Uh, it's a great site. Um, the uh, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow my okay. notes because I want to make sure I'm on, I, I stay on track because we only have so much time. Okay. I want to point so this out to everybody first. Also, you you knew, now do a weekly program with James Cadiz, which is fantastic. Yes, I do. James is great. You know, I do weekly. I do a lot with James actually. Right. But I want to let everybody know I'm not nearly as long-winded as James is. So we're gonna get we're gonna. We're going to go through this a little bit quicker than an hour and a half. I was on Tuesday with James Live. We went an hour and a half. It was a great program. You are so wrong. We did not go an hour and a half yesterday. Oh. We went an hour and 45 minutes. Oh. 
<laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, James is James is just fantastic. And, yes, um, and and he let me talk. What? He let me talk. What? He let me talk Tuesday. I wonder what happened on Tuesday. He let me talk to you. Wow, what is going on with James? Okay, he's, being, I, he's, he's he, you know I don't know. So the first one, okay, six. Okay, number one is demonization. Now, <clears throat> demon, what is demonization? Is when you take a people group and and you paint them into a uh, uh, you paint them in a negative light and 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 you you make him sound and look negative dangerous toxic and that's that's basically what's been happening to our people to my people the jewish people uh for the last two thousand years i mean you know i listed some of the names uh you know that that we we've, we've been called criminals wild beasts poisoners of wells uh money money launderers uh little devils vermin subhuman and this started with you know the closing of the canon like the church fathers through the middle ages through the uh the reformation and the pogroms in eastern europe and then to the, uh, the 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 apex of of anti-Semitism, uh, of the of the classical anti-Semitism being the Holocaust. So all those things are part of history, which, by the way, we should not cancel. This needs to be taught. This needs to be repeated, and be to 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 the younger generation so they know what happened. But uh, so we've got this uh, this continuing today where we are called Nazis of the Middle East, colonizers. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, occupiers a couple of days ago and I think it was today I got an article from the Methodist Church in uh, England who passed uh, you know every year or every couple of years they have a conference when they they, they pass new uh, new resolutions and 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 they passed a resolution to call Israel officially call Israel an apartheid state they want to make it clear that they want to start calling Israel an apartheid state and that uh, they, they, they passed many different other uh, uh, resolutions to, 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 to push the, uh, the boycott of Israel. They made it uh, very clear. Usually it's like it, they, they, they don't really advertise it, but a couple of days ago they say, you know what? Israel is an apartheid state. So that's a big thing that okay. just took place in England. Let me ask you this. Uh, so I look at it. So the demonizing of Jews obviously happened back in the 1930s with Hitler. Could see right. that um, there's cartoon drawings. There were little videos that were made, all sorts of things, articles in newspapers, entire print objects that were against the Jews, demonizing them. We are watching it happen today in America. We've watched it increase greatly. We're only going to watch the demonizing of the Jews increase more and more. By the way, I'm watching two things demonizing a Bible-believing Christians. Only if you actually believe the Bible, right, you're demonized. Right. And the demonizing of Jews. Both of these things are increasing. Both you and I have said they will increase as we get closer and closer to that time. So we're, we're watching it, and you're being demonized. I, I, met, I met a man the other day in a place called Idlewild, California. Uh, we were in a restaurant. It was, it, was, it was a great time. We were just having dinner just before we were done because our tables were fairly close. He looked and he asked me if I was visiting. I said, no, we live, uh, we live here, you know, just very short distance. And he said he was visiting. We started talking. He's from Israel. And we just started going on and on. And I wanted to say to him at the end, aren't you afraid now to actually admit you're a Jew from Israel in public? Because you didn't know me before you started introducing yourself. But uh, that's where we live, this world where Jews are demonized. 
absolutely absolutely it's 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 uh, it's becoming uh it's it's becoming very scary now the it we're demonized uh you know uh you know it's becoming dangerous to you know wear a yarmulke or a star of david uh um on the street and in, in some areas uh and also we're demonized you know there's a lot of verbal demonization verbal you know but people you know within our government you know you know you know the, the uh, infamous uh, squad uh, there's a woman uh, you know her, her name is Linda Sarsour huh. and uh, I want to quote what she said a couple of years ago uh, because you know she's using the words that are connecting her directly to what the Nazis did uh, in the 30s uh, like subhuman the Jews are subhuman you know when the Nazis started saying that the Jews were subhuman anything that is subhuman is like an animal and can be destroyed without having any guilt okay mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's exactly what the Nazis were pushing the the, the, the agenda they were trying to promote uh, and they actually very successfully did it for for several years she said this at a conference of, of uh, um, Islamic Society of North America if you're on the side of the oppressor or you're defending the oppressor or you're actually trying to humanize the oppressor then that's a problem so Basically, what she said is, if you're trying to humanize the oppressor, of course, the oppressor, you and I know who she's talking about. She's talking about Israel, clearly talking about Israel. And she's saying, if you're trying to humanize the oppressor, to humanize somebody, it basically is implying that they're not human. Mm-hmm. So she's saying, do not humanize them. Do not make them look nice. Do not, they're not yeah. worthy of that. So she's basically yeah. sending that message that uh, Jews and Israel should be, uh, you know, should not yeah. be humanized. These are uh, the evil people that are doing, that are doing these things. It's just evil. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. The number two, uh, uh, which really is, it, they're connected because I've already mentioned it, mentioned it, is boycott, divestment, and sanction. Now, Tom, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I, you know, I speak on this topic quite a bit, uh, and you and I have been at many conferences together. Every time I speak, uh, maybe to the exception of your church and James Church, but every time I've been to a church in America up to recently, and and I get to the topic of uh, boycott, divestment, sanction, I say, who knows what BDS is all about? And I get some hands, but not that many people. Sometimes the pastor doesn't even know what BDS is. What are we doing wrong that people do not know or do not care well, what BDS yeah. is all about? I can tell you why. It's because most churches don't teach the Old Testament, don't teach the validity of Israel as uh, for the Abraham covenant or the Davidic covenant or anything, and they just completely ignore Israel. And, and pastors learn that in seminary, so hence... They don't know anything about the BDS movement. They don't know anything it's, about this stuff. It starts in a seminary, but so 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 BDS for the for the benefit of of, of your listeners, uh, uh, BDS is uh, you know boycott, divestment, sanction. It's a movement that was restarted anew in two thousand and five by Mahmoud Abbas and Omar Barghouti. Mahmoud Abbas is the man that we know who's in charge of the Palestinian Authority. And Omar Barghouti is a, a Qatari. He's from Qatar. And I found out in my recent research that he just received in 2017 the Gandhi Peace Award for his efforts in the Middle East. So <laughs> it's just like, really? So, and, and the guy wants to, to, to you know, it, the BDS is not about, uh, about uh, uh, boycotting Israel to, 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 to make him do, to make him right a wrong. It's simply, uh, it's destructive. They want to stop uh, Israel from flourishing, from existing, and they're not consistent. 
They're not consistent. They, they only boycott what they want to boycott. But uh, what's interesting is that we saw boycott uh, in again in the 30s to, to, to connect the two eras. In 1933, it was just for one day, actually. 1st of April, 1933, Germany said, let's boycott Jewish businesses and Jewish personalities. Mm -hmm. and, and they did it all in one day. Most Germans didn't really pay attention, but mm -hmm. that still started something that continued uh, until the, the, the end of the Holocaust where, you know, and then it, 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 it kind of uh, exploded into a, a crystal Nacht in 1938, five years later, when basically synagogues and stores were destroyed and Britain, people were killed the night of, uh, of broken glass. So, uh, the, the, the boycott of Jewish people and Jewish businesses is not something new. It's being uh, revived uh, in the boycott, divestment, and sanction in the BDS. And uh, a lot of universities are passing uh, uh, um, um, uh, resolutions to support the boycott, divestment, sanction. A lot of, uh, uh, a lot of people in the, uh, in the uh, entertainment and so it's in the political, on the political scene, in the entertainment, you know, Hollywood, uh, in academia, and of course in the churches. And yeah. it's, 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 it's a virus. It's a virus. And, uh, you know, you want to say something? Yeah, I do. I, I, I look at this and, you know, a couple of things you bring up with Omar Barghouti um, and Mahmoud Abbas, but Omar Barghouti getting the uh, Gandhi Peace Award. I have found that the, it seems like most people who get a peace award from the world is yeah. usually a bad person. Yasser Arafat got something like that. Nobel Peace Prize. Hitler got something like that. Time or Newsweek's Man of the Year uh, back in 1930, whatever. You look at yeah. this and you go, the people that the world praises, you look, you go, well, this is really interesting how these things are the way that they are. But this, this anti- Jew movement. So you look at the first two things. Uh, what do we have? Uh, the first one, the demonizing of the Jews. That happened Hitler. It's happened today. The BDS movement. The BDS movement, in a sense, was localized back then to those areas of Europe. However, no, now, both of these, the demonizing out. of the Jews, it's global. The BDS movement, it is global against the Jews. So we look at this and we go, wow, the same thing's happening just on a global scale. Yeah, and, and I've said at your church, uh, Tom, the best way, the, 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 the easiest way to fight BDS is to go on their own site and get the list of all the stuff they say we shouldn't buy to support Israel. Then you've got your list. They've done the homework for you. Yeah. So you know, if people, it, it is, I, I love that. It's a great way to, it's a great way to know what, to, what your shopping list is. It, uh, and it's also perfect. it's also a great, uh, a great illustration of the principle found in, Ge in Genesis 50, verse 20. When uh, when Joseph tells his, yeah. tells his brother, you meant this for, yeah. ha for harm, but God turned it into something good. God turned it good to save many people alive. I, I say it's not about 2020 vision. I tell him it's about 5020 vision. Genesis 5020. That's the vision that we 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 need to have. It's one of my favorite Amen. verses in the Bible. Amen. Um, so number three, pogroms. No, because if we don't, if I don't keep going, we're going to be as long as yeah. James. So yeah, we no. can't do that. <laughs> No. Oh, by the way, I want to encourage all of our viewers. Listen, whenever, whenever Olivier is on James' program, James just says, subscribe to Olivier. Uh, Olivier. Subscribe, subscribe. Listen, we got to beat Olivier. I mean, we got <laughs> to beat James, not Olivier. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to ask my viewers, listen, go to Olivier Melix, go to his YouTube page, 
and hit subscribe. It is free to subscribe, and you're going to be blessed with incredible videos. He even does daily devotions on there, but also his uh, own website that he has, newantisemitism.com. Listen, this is just fantastic, and we've got to beat James. Yes, about right now, it is about competition, because I'm tired of James. He's going to catch me pretty soon. I can't allow James to catch up with me. So I'll call you, to, I'll call you tomorrow and tell you if we beat James, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Let's keep James going. But so thank, you. thank you for He's that. Tough. I... He's tough to beat. But in all seriousness, I want to say this because we need to support each other. I appreciate yes. people uh, subscribing to my YouTube channel. We would like to have a lot more, but we really do appreciate it. Go to my website, hopeforttimes.com. But Olivier has information that we all need. And right now, quite frankly, if you're a Bible believing Christian, listen, we need to support one another, each other. And it gives us encouragement we, when we see subscribers, when we get likes. Those likes give us a lot of encouragement. We know people are tracking with us, and we yeah. need that. We appreciate it. Uh, I can say, uh, I know for me, and I'm pretty sure it's the same with Olivia. I know it is with James because he and I talk a lot. We're beat up all the time, but we know we got to press forward and do what the Lord has called us to do. So we Amen. really appreciate your subscriptions to us. They're free. And again, go to Olivier's YouTube and hit subscribe. And yes, I hope we do beat James. Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three, pogroms. The pogroms. Uh, uh, well, people hear the word pogrom and they don't really know what it means. Uh, in a nutshell, a pogrom is a government-sponsored riot. Back in the days of the, yeah. the mid-1800s uh, mid to the late 1800s, they were government-sponsored riots uh, in uh, Eastern Europe, mostly Russia, uh, or in the in a big, big, big uh, geographical area known back then uh, from uh, from the 18, uh, 1800 until the 1913 as the Pale of Settlement, which was like a million square miles. Uh, like a geographical ghetto where all the Jews lived in small villages known as shtetls. Yeah, that's and like a, a fiddler on the roof. That's exactly it. Yeah. like fiddler, exactly like fiddler on the roof. And um, and this is, by the way, why my great grandmother uh, Rachel Shimkovitz came to France to flee the pogroms, the those riots where the Cossacks would come and they would uh, they would kill, maim, rape, loot. And, and for no reason, just because that, let's like like today you go to a baseball game or or you're going to a concert. Let's go to a little village and kill 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 ourselves some Jews. So those were pogroms back in the days, and uh, they were uh, you know they were basically going out and raping the women, killing the children, killing the men. And um, recently, on the I think it was on the streets of of, of London, but I, it might have been also in L.A. Uh, uh, people were driving cars with Palestinian flags. Uh, waving Palestinian flags outside of the window of the cars, and they were screaming at the top of their lungs. They, I, I, I've got the videos saying, we're going to rape your women in a Jewish community. We're going to rape your women. We're going to rape your women. So tell me if this is not another parallel of of, 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 of of threats of pogroms. But not only that, and not too far from where you live in the Fairfax district, you know, where mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Jewish people live and they have a, a many many jewish businesses in uh in june of last year there were a lot of of, of destruction mm -hmm. of property and what people have described as uh pogroms what, what amazes me is i read several articles from the left jewish uh jewish writers from the left which is most of american jews are on the left that's that's a topic for another podcast or another uh program i don't understand why uh but they're saying like those are not pogroms this is misunderstood this is this is I don't know. I, like I said in the end of my article, uh, Tom, I don't know what it's going to take for American Jews to finally see that 
it's not safe anymore that they're a target. I don't, I don't know what it's yeah. going to take. Well, I have seen two of them actually step up, which surprised me. Uh, they're very left-leaning. Um, one of them is Bill Maher, Late Night TV. Yeah. And uh, the other one, oh, gosh, I, I, I can picture his face. I can't remember his name right now. But he was on uh, another Late Night program just recently. I'll think of his name before we're done here. But both of them have pushed back on a lot of this is part of the woke culture. Well, it is. It's part of this woke yeah. culture. And yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah. really happening. So Bill Maher is totally pushing back on it. Uh, when he was recognized what was happening with the, the rockets that were being blasted against uh, from Hamas into Israel, and he's reading the left news, and well, almost all the news, even the news on the right, was, was not exactly favorable towards Israel also. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so I'm looking at that, and then I was in the Fairfax district. I've been down there several times over the last couple of months. And uh, I've had some of my Jewish friends say, hey, this, temp this synagogue right here was hit. This place right here where this event took place that they beat up. They asked who here is Jewish, and they got out of their cars and, and beat up the Jews at the cafe. So that was right over there across the street where that happened. Yeah, you know, so, you yeah. know this, is, this is why I started, you know, you, you, I've given you one of those hats, the uh, I am not a bystander. This is why I started this little logo for people to wear it and also for people to tell their, their Jewish friends, uh, we can't take this anymore. As Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, we are going to let you know we are, we have your back. And and so if 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 your friends in in California, if, if your if uh, your your uh, your listeners anywhere they are, it, there's a there's always going to be some kind of a Jewish community, unless you're in the middle of Nebraska or you know Montana, or whatever. There's always going to be Jews everywhere because God did a good job when He put us in the diaspora. But call the synagogue and and say, hey, I'm a Christian. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just going to tell you that I know you're there mm -hmm. and I care about you. And if there's anything I can ever do to be support, uh, to support your community or to help you, I want you to know that I've got your back and I care about the Jewish community. Christians need to start doing that because the yeah. Jewish people are not, they're not, they're, they're feeling very abundant right now and very discouraged. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It's a great um way of being able to reach out and just encourage. Again, we need to encourage one another, but I look at this and think, okay, there's a great practical way of doing it. I've told our congregation many times uh, to also uh, do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know you do. I, and thank you for that. Okay, number four, yeah. blood yeah. libels and other accusations. Well, uh, the parallel is there. Uh, in the 14th century, the Jews were accused of poisoning the wells of Europe because uh, uh, many, many people, I think like, uh, you know, Globally, it was 75 million people died of the great pandemic, the greatest pandemic of, of, of all mankind um, uh, the, uh, in 25 million in Europe alone. And for some reason, very few Jews died of the, of the Black Plague. So, of course, it didn't take very long for people, for people to say they are responsible. We always end up being the, the, uh, the, uh, the scapegoats of humanity. We have to uh, be we're responsible for all the ills. Of, of the world, uh, no matter what goes wrong, it's our fault. You know, the, the Jews are the only people that can both be accused of being capitalist and communist. You know, it's mm -hmm. the two extremes on, yeah. on the political spectrum and yeah. whatever goes wrong, it's our fault. Yeah. And so, so in the, the Black Plague, basically, the Jews were keeping, uh, you know, keeping kosher, uh, kosher food, so having a strict dietary laws, and then washing the hands. You know, you and I go to Israel, we see those little cups in the, in the sink every, in every restaurant when you have to do the liturgical prayer and wash your hands before, uh, before a meal. So that 
plus the kosher laws, plus the fact that Jewish people lived in uh, somewhat uh, uh, detached from the Christian community in their own communities, self-imposed, all those three um, uh, criteria has made it that the Jews did not get hit by the Black Plagues as much as the rest of the world. So they became responsible for it. And now you fast forward to today, mm -hmm. and we're starting to see this again. Israel created the, um, the virus so they could sell the vaccine because they're greedy and they love the money and they want to make money on the world so they control everything so the jews are controlling that or another group of people saying no 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 they didn't control it they're worse than it they're worse they're in the worst uh, uh the jews are worse than covid and there were people on the streets with signs doing protests saying jews are worse than covid19 they need to be eliminated so, I mean, and, and you, I mean, I don't have time to read all the people need to just go to your site or mine and read the article yeah. in its entirety. It's, uh, it, 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 yeah, it's an excellent article. And I really appreciate how you connected them to the 1930s. What's going on now this is exactly what happened. But again, this is global. So number five on the list is number killings. Five, killings. And uh, well, you know, uh, I, uh, when I wrote my book, uh, um, End Times Anti-Semitism, that came out a few years ago, uh, I, and you can find my books, by the way, on, on my website, newantisemitism.com, or you can get them on Amazon. Um, the, um, the, in the book, I was talking about, you know, a few killings that took place, but, but, but I think the, a page was turned or a new chapter was, was started in 2012 in France when a rabbi and three Jewish kids were killed in the south of France at a, at a Jewish day school. And that, that, that continuing on that momentum, then in 2015, there was the attack on the kosher supermarket in my, uh, in my, in my town near Paris where four Jews were killed. And uh, 2017, that woman thrown out of a window of a Paris apartment. 2018, another woman, a Holocaust survivor, 90-some-year-old, was killed by an Arab neighbor uh, just because she was Jewish. Uh, uh, the worst, the worst that, that, that we've seen recently is that 2017 case of that woman. I think you and I talked about it, and I know I talked about it with, uh, with James as well, uh, Sarah Halimi, who was thrown out of the window of her Paris apartment and the man who killed her, who quoted the Quran, was is currently walking free because friends did not uh, decided against uh, go putting him on trial because he was high on pot. He was smoking pot. So basically, the, the, the friends, the government in France is telling it, it's Jews. Uh, if you're Jewish uh, and somebody harasses you or somebody kills a member of your family, it's nothing's going to happen because yeah. you know they can just claim they were high. And they can walk free. Yes. And so, yeah. so my, my my message to friends is the same message that Netanyahu had a few years ago. Come to Israel. I mean, I don't live in Israel. Yeah. I think I have a ministry in America, like you do. But uh, but the only place, even though it sounds crazy to some people, the only place that is safe for Jews is Israel, yeah. because the government and the streets of Israel are uh, safer than anywhere in the world for Jewish people. Yeah. The Jews are being killed again. Right, so you look at them being killed in, in all the descriptions, like you said, but then also you look at it from terrorist texts. You have entire countries trying to eliminate the Jews from the nation of Israel. It's just, you look at it, you go, no, this is, it's, it's, it's not a minor thing. It's not just somebody that's killed on the street. This is targeted. It's uh, unbelievable. It's also spiritual. I want to point this out. It's spiritual. Because yeah. Satan knows um, he has to, there's only, he only has two possibilities of 
beating Jesus. It's not, neither of them are going to work. Uh, according to the Jer- book of Jeremiah, God says, as he has the covenant with the, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, the celestial covenant, if you could stop that from happening, then my covenant with the Jews you could stop. So you, Satan's not going to be able to stop that. But what's he going to do? He's going to attempt, and he has been attempting to eliminate the Jewish people because then the Messiah can't come back in right. return. He promised he's going to come back to the Jewish people. That's a promise you see from the Old Testament flowing all the way through the New to the very end. In fact, the book of Revelation is about that. Jesus redeeming his people and coming back to the nation of Israel. He's going to come back. And Satan. And in, Ma- in Matthew, he told, he told his audience, you will not see me again yeah. until you say, blessed is you who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch yeah. Hashem Adonai. And Satan knows that. He wants to yeah. stop that. He wants to stop that. And the entire book of Revelation, you can see that battle. Satan trying to stop that. It's not going to work. He's going to try. So what do we have? The killings, the demonizing. All, let me read through these again. So this is where we started. Why do we have this? This is what Satan wants to do. Is demonize the Jews, the BDS movement, boycott, divest, sanction, the pogroms, the blood libels, the killings, and the final one. And here it is. Happened in Germany. It's happening right now. I am seeing it increase at a time where you think it should get. No, it should be the opposite. It's increasing. It's happening in the church. Apathy. The last one, apathy. Listen, Tom, uh, you know, the, the story of my own family, when my grandfather was taken out of the house uh, by, the, by the, the Gestapo, uh, the house where we lived in has about maybe uh, six, six, about 18 different flats. It's like a U-shaped building. And I mean, there was a lot of commotion. I talked to a neighbor recently who's still alive who said that when that happened, uh, there were, apparently there was even, even some French police looking up and down in the, in the different levels of the building. Uh, and and basically uh, nobody did anything. They mm-hmm. just listened to the whole the commotion, and then they watched the Gestapo take my grandfather um, away from his wife and my mother. And eventually, he would die in Auschwitz a week or so later. Uh, uh, the apathy, for whatever reason, being like I can't do anything by myself. I'm scared. I want to protect my family. This doesn't concern me. I'm not Jewish. I'm not whatever reason, but I'm seeing the same thing. Now, now to see it from the world, it's not surprising because selfishness is, 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 you know, running rampant in, in, in anybody. And, but to see it from within the church, it really, uh, it's more than concerning. It, it, it's starting to disgust me. It's starting to really upset me to see people within the church, uh, not doing anything, not saying anything. And they're just, they, they are becoming the new bystanders. And it well, drives yeah. me crazy well, because really the, the 1930s, you know what? Let, let, let's, let's wake up people here. It's not just 6 million Jews that Hitler killed. It's, and by the way, I read the, that book that you gave me. Uh, uh, we, we can write it at the same time, how to kill 11, 11 million people. Yeah. Very short, but very yeah. well done. Mm. And, uh, and 11 million people died. Uh, you know, because of the Nazis. And so you do the math, 6 million Jews. Yes, we were the targeted group. Yes, you can call that the war against the Jews, but 5 million other people died. Guess what? If the church continues to be apathetic, like, like, like it is right now, when they come for the, for the Christians, it'll be too late. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think we're that far. Yeah. I, we, we, I think we're very, very, very close for all of this happening, but very apathetic. When you go back to Nazi Germany, the Christian pastors didn't want to go against the system. They didn't want to fight against uh, 
Nazi, they didn't want to fight against Hitler and his people, his, his, the Third Reich. So you look at it, there were the, was the resistance, Dietrich Bonhoeffer and some others, but the majority of pastors and majority of those who were part of a church just went along with it. They turned a blind eye. In fact, the a, a lot of the people involved in Hitler's maniac works went to church. I had read well, reports. Uh, Her Herwin, uh, did you ever read the book by Herwin Lutzer, Hitler's Cross? That is that is a, a basically a, 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 a book. The whole book is research on the Christian church during the, the Nazi era and how the Christian church really was, uh, you know, following what Hitler was saying and, and looking the other way and even praising him for what he was doing. Yeah. And, and praising him. And if a pastor was arrested and imprisoned because they supported the Jews, they thought, well, they deserve it because they just need to go along with the system. We see this exact same environment right now and to be sounding the alarm is something we need to do uh, absolutely listen I, I know we're out of time we actually went wow six minutes over seven minutes over wow not as long yeah, as you have it there you have it james no we can do it better and shorter <laughs> oh yeah i like that thank you olivier so but in all seriousness you look at this you can go and get olivier's article with the details fantastic article at his uh, website, newantisemitism.com. It's also posted on mine now. Again, like, or as James says, smash. Smash the subscribe. And on both of our YouTube channels, we really appreciate it. It's yes. encouraging the subscriptions, the likes. Share this with your friends. Uh, but these things are happening, folks. This is the environment that we live in. We're, we're, history repeats itself. We're fools to say, no, we're just... Uh, it's not really happening. It is really happening. Folks, look at the last year and a half alone, and you cannot tell me that you really think this is normal, what's going on yeah. in the world. There's nothing normal about this. No. These things, I look at the Bible, this is the type of world that the Bible describes that Antichrist will enter into. Uh, Olivier, thank you very much for joining me. Any closing thoughts you have for everybody? No, I think that instead of being uh, being apathetic, I think the church should look at the times we live in to be very exciting times. Because if you are, uh, if you are, if you believe in in that the next event in the in, in the life of the church is going to be the rapture, well, that's exciting. But we have a, we might have a very short uh, period of time right now where we can continue to share the good news and the hope that is within us that you know that Yeshua Jesus died for our sins and rose again and is coming back. And uh, that's for Jews and Gentiles alike. And I want to encourage people to do that because, Ray, uh, Tom, uh, this could be the last show we have together. Next time we meet, could be in the air. Yep. That, which wouldn't be too bad for us. Would be okay. But for those okay. left behind, it will not be okay. Do, they, do you think they're going to have YouTube in heaven? No, praise the Lord. There will be no <laughs> YouTube in heaven. No censorship. Praise the Lord. Actually, everybody who's not there is censored from being able to be there. But uh, that's a different story. Thank you very much, Olivier. I look forward to talking with you very soon. God bless right. you, everybody. And uh, listen, this Sunday night, 4 o'clock California time, I'm going to do a prophecy update. It's going to be exciting. I don't even know yet what I'm going to talk about. Uh, but there's so many things to talk about. Uh, trust me, it's going to be exciting. We are in the last days. And the last of the last days... Baby, we are almost there. God bless you, everybody. Make sure you say hi to Olivier online and talk to you soon. Bye. Shalom. Shalom. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, 
hopeforourtimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.